Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 838, and we'll look at Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Let's read the passage. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take oil with them, but the wise ones took oil in their flasks with their lamps. When the groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. In the middle of the night, there was a shout, Here's the groom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins got up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise ones, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. The wise ones answered, No, there won't be enough for us and for you. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. When they had gone to buy some, the groom arrived, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the rest of the virgins also came and said, Master, Master, open the door for us. He replied, Truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore be alert because you don't know either the day or the hour. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. This is the final discourse in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew has these five discourses, these extended teaching sections, and this is the last one. It's uh, called the Discourse on the Future. It's also called the Olivet Discourse because it occurs on the Mount of Olives. And he's answering a question that the disciples raised. As they were leaving the temple for the last time, Jesus predicted the destruction of the temple. And then the disciples asked him, When will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And he gives a Long answer. This whole discourse is an answer to that question. He talked about difficult times that would come, but said, that's not a sign of anything. That's just what happens. But your task in that is to endure, endure tough times. He talked about the destruction of the temple, that it would happen suddenly. And he talked about false Christs and these cosmic events. And as we talked then, there's disagreement whether that was really applicable to the destruction of the temple or applicable to his coming. Then he talked definitely about his coming, his second coming. And the big takeaway is there is no sign. They ask, what will be the sign of your coming? And he basically says, there won't be one. It will be unexpected. It will be sudden. Therefore, be ready. Then he started telling some parables to provide illustration to that truth. Last time we looked at the parable of the two servants. One was faithful, one was wicked. The faithful one was prepared for the return of the master. The wicked one was not prepared. The message was, be prepared. Similarly, we have a, another parable today to look at. Let's dive into it, starting in chapter 25, verse 1. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. So at that time, what time is he talking about? He's talking about his coming, his second coming. At that time. He says the kingdom of heaven will be like. We've seen a lot of parables about the kingdom of heaven. 
And they generally say the kingdom of heaven is like. And that's applicable to here and now. Here he's talking about what things will be like at his return, at his second coming. And so at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like this. And he describes 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. So the scenario is a wedding banquet. And we don't really know that much about the wedding customs of this particular time. Now, why the 10 girls go out to meet the groom? And are they escorting him to his home or to the bride's home? And has he already picked up the bride? We can't really say, but that's not important. We know enough from this. The, the issue is being prepared. And notice there's no mention of the bride at all in this parable. Well, she's not important in this. What's the issue is these 10 virgins, these 10 girls who have a role to play in this event. Some do it, some don't. And the message is to be prepared. Verse 2, five of them were foolish and five were wise. Now, determine what makes them foolish and what makes them wise in just a minute. Verse 3, when the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take oil with them. Now, there's two words used for lamps in Matthew's gospel. We saw one back in chapter 5, verse 15, where he talked about you don't light a lamp and hide it under a basket. The word for lamp there was lunchos, which pretty much means a candlestick. This word is lampas. It's a different word, and it is more of an outdoor use lamp. It could be either uh, some kind of oil-fed lamp with a wick, or perhaps just simply a torch with oil-soaked cloths wrapped around it. So it's a, a different thing than lamp mentioned earlier, and it would be appropriate for outdoors, and it requires oil to make it work. So the foolish, they have their lamps, but they didn't take oil with them. If the example is oil-soaked cloths wrapped around a stick, then they would dry out after a period of time, and you would need fresh oil to make it work. If they were oil-fed lamps, then perhaps they were already burning, and then the problem is they burn out unless they're refilled with oil. Verse 4, but the wise ones took oil in their flasks with their lamps. So this is the difference. The only difference between the wise and the foolish is the wise have extra oil. Verse 5, when the groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Now, is the point here there's a delay in the second coming? Don't get caught in the idea of it has no effect on me, it's not going to happen? Perhaps, that is part of it, but the, the whole point here is preparation. And notice they all slept, so the fault is not going to sleep. Everybody fell asleep, the wise and the foolish. Verse 6, in the middle of the night there was a shout, here's the groom, come out to meet him. And that is the job of these ten girls, who go out and meet the groom, and escort him into the banquet. Verse 7, Then all the virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. Now when you trim a lamp, you're adjusting the wick. But that's an English word. The, the Greek word here is basically prepared. So this could mean if it was a lamp with a wick, they trimmed the wicks. If it was just 
uh, a torch with oil-soaked cloths, then they doused the cloths with extra oil. Verse 8, the foolish ones said to the wise ones, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. The wise ones answered, No, there won't be enough for us and for you. This seems to imply that the wise thing to do is not to share. Remember, this is a parable. And perhaps to share would mean nobody's lamps will work. Is The intention is to get across the idea that other people can't provide what you need to enter the kingdom of heaven. You have to have it on your own. Hard to say, but why say no? There, there's not enough for everybody. Only We only brought enough for ourselves. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Verse 10, when they had gone out to buy some, the groom arrived. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Now, this is symbolic of entering the kingdom of heaven. And at the return of Jesus, at his second coming, that's the last opportunity to enter the kingdom of heaven. The door is shut. Verse 11, later the rest of the virgins also came and said, Master, Master, open up for us. He replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. That's the same phrase we saw back in chapter 7, verse 21, where he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. And so it's the, the same phrase with the same meaning. It doesn't mean I don't recognize you. It means I don't have a relationship with you. And it's the same principle. The idea here, there are those who are part of the kingdom of heaven and those who are not. Then he adds in verse 13, Therefore be alert, because you don't know either the day or the hour. Some people have a problem with this because they want to translate be alert as stay awake. And in this particular parable, all ten of the girls fall asleep. And so the fault wasn't falling asleep. The fault was not being prepared. But in the context, it's be alert. It's pay attention. Be prepared and be expectant of his return. So what's the lesson here? It's pretty obvious. It's, it, the lessons be prepared. What was being prepared look like in this lesson? It was to have extra oil in case there was a delay. Because, remember, the, the very beginning of this is there will be no sign for his coming. So you don't know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen suddenly. It's going to catch everybody by surprise. And so just as the coming of the bridegroom, Nobody knew when it was going to happen. Nobody expected a delay, and there was a delay. So being prepared here was to have extra oil in case there was a delay. On the last parable we saw, the faithful servant, how was he prepared? He did his job. He lived faithfully. So for us, what's it mean to be prepared? It means to live faithfully. And how do we do that? That's the big challenge there is what's it mean to live faithfully? That's why we're studying God's word. So we know what it means to live faithfully, what that actually looks like. It means to place our faith in Jesus Christ and 
have a relationship with him and be growing in that relationship. And that's why we study the Word of God, so we know what it looks like to live faithfully. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.